Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Well, welcome back to the Homework Podcast. I'm Charlene Turner Bryant, and my lovely co host, Joy Andrews. Hello, good to be with you. It's so good to see you again, Joy. I tell you, I have been really been thinking a lot about our feng shui session. I've been moving things around the house still. Okay. <laughs> Are you driving your family nuts? Moving I'm, dri- I'm driving myself nuts. I'm like, okay, I'm moving pillows. I'm moving furniture. So, Joy, I had one follow-up question that I'm probably Ooh. sure our viewers that, you know, listened in and started really thinking through their houses. Uh-huh. Does it ever stop? No. <laughs> no, that's such a great question. No, it never stops because we never stop. We never stop changing. The seasons never stop. Time never stops. And we're always growing and evolving and our energy is always shifting too. So just like, you know, the same jeans we wore 20 years ago don't fit today. (laughs) The same couch may not work for us 20 years. The same one we had 20 years ago may not work for us this year either. And so, and it's, it's also like our, uh, there's there's sparks of newness that keep things fresh, keep the energy fresh, you know. So I think it's really nice to rotate things um, and add in a little new thing here and there, whether that's a candle or rearrange things. And that is uh, actually one of the tips in feng shui to clear the energy is to move something because stagnation means death. If something is stagnant, that's pretty much when you know, there's nothing moving in a pool. And so things can't really live. Fish can't really swim around in a stagnant pool. There's got to be some kind of stream, some kind of flow, you know? And so the air in our own home can be the same way. So, yeah. And I find, you know, some people just want to nest. And so they just want to like nudge things here and there in different locations. And so then it's really just about, you know, keeping your family from screaming at you. Which brings us to our our topic for today, right, is because mm-hmm. I know I have moved things around my house to make room for the holiday decorations, right? Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to talk about family self-care during this holiday season because, you believe it or not, it can get exhausting. So, Joy, let's kick it off. It's the holiday season, Right. Hanukkah Mm -hmm. started, Christmas is around the corner, whatever holiday you celebrate during December, right now we're doing it indoors. Many states have started uh, shelter in place. My California friends, and I'm sure your California family are, you know, making it through their shelter in place. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get in our topic today about family self-care. 
you know, when I was talking to you early in the week, I was sharing with you. Yeah, I'm feeling it a little bit, you know, closed in. I'm in a house with two introverts. I'm the screaming extrovert. (laughs) I love that. Say more about that, because I think that is so important of the mix of personalities that are in a home right now and what's making up the families, because it really makes a difference. Tell us more about this. So in the workplace, right, we do all these assessments, right? We do Myers-Briggs. We talk about introvert, extrovert. We do other assessments like the strength finders. Who's the woo? Who are the energetic people? Who are the logical people? Well, you know what? Those, those same principles apply with people in our homes. And we probably know the personality types in our homes, you know, the quiet ones, the ones that always got everything happening. Everything has to be noisy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I realized that I live with two mirrored extrovert introverts, and I'm the only extrovert. No, the dog's a little extrovert too, <laughs> but uh, I'm the only other talker. You're outnumbered. I am. Yes, they are just happy to be in their own little side of the house, doing their own thing, and I feel like I'm stumbling upon coming upon them, like, hey, hey, you know, and they're like looking at me like. Take it down a notch. Don't you know, mom, this is this is how we roll. Yeah. And you were telling me that you were feeling that emotionally. There was like this unspoken block almost of they were giving you this facial expression or no facial expression every time you would come in a room. And to you, that creates a story of, oh, they don't want me here or I'm too I'm too my energy's too big for this. Right. Right. And so it was diminishing my energy. So I felt like I was tiptoeing around them. Right. Oh, I want to come in and talk and sit down and strike up a conversation. But they're into their thing. And I'm like, oh, let me just kind of do the Michael Jackson moonwalk. I moonwalk out the room. And I just I felt like I started feeling a little bit of a stranger in my own home. I'm like, hey. And, you know, my friends, you know, you know, it's great to have your friends, but, you know, in the house, it's just it's shifted. And and I'm glad you and I talked about it because I didn't realize that that really was was changing me in a sense of kind of diminishing my energy flow a little bit to accommodate their energy flow. I think that's a more common thing than we realize is that, uh, you know, extroverts get pinned with being this big energy that's going to fill up the room, but nobody blames introverts for anchoring a room and being like a dead weight in a room. You know what I mean? And I'm an introvert and I realize that I have that power to tank a room if I, (laughs) if I want to be, you know, quiet or if I don't have the words that come out of my mouth, you know, it, it's, it can be heavy and, and quiet and silent and I might be having the most blissful time inside my head and heart and my face is completely stoic and nobody would even realize it right and even my husband he's also an introvert and he sometimes is like what's wrong and I'm like what I'm having the most amazing day <laughs> and that's that's why I ask I find myself asking that question are you okay what's wrong how are you feeling everything okay it is because the facial, ex, you know, expression is just so flat. And it's like, no, everything's fine. No, I'm good. I'm like, really? You sure? And, and so you can probably speak to that about the communication style, right? Because 
I probably have a more internalized communication style, whereas you might be an external yes. communication style. Yes. I process as I as I'm talking it out. Right. Oh, like and external so, processing. Yes, okay. I do a lot of external processing, I, a lot of the brainstorming when I'm trying to help my daughter on a, on a school project. I, I'm like, hey, I have this idea. And she's looking at me like, really? I'm like, oh, OK, I know you need time to process that idea. I'll come back and let you do that. Mm-hmm. And so the self-care piece of this was, you know, I realized that I was probably giving <laughs> putting stress on them by just you're going to talk to me. We're going to interact. We're going to play games. We're going to eat together. Right, 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 right. And they're probably going, dang, we are fine. Why, why are you making a big deal of it? And so you you helped me realize that I needed to verbalize how the mood in the house was making me feel. And me as an introvert, I love having extroverts around, even if they're not talking to me. I love their energy in the room because it's such a balance to my energy. And so I need it. And I may not ever say that out loud or I may not acknowledge. Thank you for coming in the room and acknowledging that we're humans together. Thank you for asking how I am, because I may never actually get to that. So communication is part of the self-care piece is um whether it's introverts or extroverts or, you know, one of each or both, it's um, that's really important in this time when we're, you know, stuck in the same house is really it takes vulnerability to really say, I'm fine. I'm going to be quiet for about 16 hours straight. Don't think that anything's wrong or <laughs> I need some alone time or I need some play time. Will you please, you know, I am like the pet in the house because my husband feels like he has to take me on walks because I'm the dog that's like, I need to go on a walk, but I don't want to go by myself. (laughs) And I'm like, come on, don't you want to go for a walk with me? Come on. Anybody want to go for a walk? Only person that signs up is the dog. (laughs) We're getting closer to having an actual dog. I think that's in our future. That should be another self-care tip is get a dog. (laughs) Well, good luck in finding one these days. Right. Because everybody has gone to pets. But, you, you, you know, you, ra- you raise a good point in terms of the self-care piece of it. You know, um, I had to come after that. You know, you and I had a talk I, in, a, in that session. I actually came home and I and I, and I had a conversation with them. We, I called a family meeting and I said, hey, guys, we need to talk about something. You know, I feel like my energy is disruptive to you. And I don't and I don't want to be that way. So let's talk about how do we establish boundaries? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And and how we can be honest and say, hey, mom, not right now. I'm okay. I'm OK, babe. I just want to watch the football game. I don't want to teach you football right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And my quest to, to have time, you know, quality time, because I don't know if you read uh, Gary Chapman's book, The Five Lung Love Languages. Yes. Um, I know their love language is, you know, and I want to, you know, make sure that their love tanks are full. Right. And I don't. But at the same time, I was so busy filling their tanks up. Mine was getting depleted, which is why mm-hmm. I had to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay money to get quality time with somebody else outside of family. It's not how that works. My self-care is going to joy every Tuesday at 3.30. That's my self-care. Right. Yeah. Self-care is really important. And I think there's something about it that 
I also think is important to talk about is that self-care, I think somewhere along the lines got wrapped up with pampering or sweetness or really treating yourself, right? And Mm -hmm. self-care, I think about it a lot in terms of if you were going to care for somebody else, right? If you're a mother, you have a child. If you're a caretaker and you have an aging parent, if you're a nurse and you have to care for somebody, there are some really not fun things about caring for somebody, about changing diapers, (laughs) about getting bottles ready. There is some real discomfort in getting people fed, watered, walked, moved, so that they stay healthy, right? It's not always mm-hmm. self-care. It's sort of the same thing. So it's like if I were my own child or if I were my own aging um, person inside me, you know, like I've got to get myself fed, walked, watered, and it's not always fun. You know what I mean? Like pampering is different. Like pampering is like yeah, there's an aspect of self-care. Like I want to celebrate if it was my own child or if this was an aging parent. Yes, I want to like treat them and pamper them sometimes. But 90% of the time, it's getting them to do things to function properly so that, you know, in 30 days, they're not going to have a breakdown or have an illness or right. be stuck to their bed. You know what I mean? It's really practical So it's like for today, I took myself out on a walk and it was like, I know I'm not going to want to do it when it's dark and cold outside. So I have to do it. I have to make time to take myself on a walk while the sun is out. And there were so many other things that I could have, should have, would have done, you know. Right, right. But I knew that I would have a breakdown later or, in you know, it would pile up in six, seven days if I didn't get myself some vitamin D, some fresh air. <laughs> and it's like, come on, let's, it's like, if I were my own toddler, what do I need? It's, yes. And you know, it's true. It's true. And I think we're seeing the effects of it in the workplace too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing more people turning their screens off. And, and I, I, I would tell people that, you know what, before you even go on a, a Zoom call, just close your eyes, just visualize, you know, how you want to show up on that call. Acknowledge if you're fatigued, acknowledge that you really just would love to have your camera off, but you can't. Hmm. And that, you know, Disney has this saying that, you know, before you come out to the amusement parks, you know, you're on stage. Once you once you come from behind the house, you're on stage. Hmm. And sometimes you, we just have to get ourselves in that mindset that we're going to be on stage even when we're tired of being on video calls. Now, I never get tired of seeing you, Joy. So I'm grateful that we have the ability as we're doing this podcast to see each other because I feel that connection, you know, with you. And so you're right. I think the self-care piece, I think it's sometimes it can be, it's too commercialized because I think I got to go paint my nails or I got to you know, go take a bubble bath. But it really was just, I find myself giving myself time just to be silent and to be still. Mm. And sometimes that doesn't come on its own. No. And asking for help. Asking for help. And asking for help. So the other day, you know, I didn't want to cook dinner, but you know, I I don't want to waste food either. And so I said, I saw my family and they were just like, 
looking at me like hungry. And I said, shoot, how are we going to get dinner made? I said, we're going to get it made as a team. I said, anybody want dinner? Yeah, I do, I do. I said, okay, you do this, you do that. I'll take care of this and we'll have dinner tonight. And that was a piece of self-care that I I may not have done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's changing. My wh- What I need is changing during this time, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm finding myself changing in terms of, what I need to do for self-care. Oh, interesting. And and I find for me, because it takes me a while to process things, that it takes me a couple hiccups before I realize that about myself, <laughs> that, that I might have a new need or I might think about asking for help in a new way, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's a, it's a couple. And again, to me, it's like forecasting, you know, if I push through and make dinner by myself, is it going to, am I going to feel drained or worn out, you know, in the next hour? So, and then if I do it for the next six days without saying anything like asking for help, am I going to be bitter and resentful? So it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that train wreck happening (laughs) again. Mm -hmm. That toddler is going to break down squealing in my inner self. So then how can I backtrack and prevent that now with self-care? Just saying, I need a little bit of time. I need a little bit of help, you know? And and I've I've learned from you and I'm, and I'm bringing this to my clients as well. People with small children, my heart goes out to them because, you know, where do you get that separation you know when you when you went out to the office and you know you worked out of the home you had that separation right to really re, re i guess decompress because you had the you know the ride right you had the commute um but now what i'm bringing into to my my practice with my clients is this notion of breathing hmm. just just getting in touch with breath 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 and scanning the environment, scanning your mind, what's all happening, taking two minutes or three minutes just to focus on breathing and then all the things that pop up in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, but lately I've been having problems with like my mind is racing and I, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, <laughs> you would think I, I get dressed in my sleep and then by the time my eyes open, I'm dressed and ready to go. But I said, I, now I lay, I lay there when I pop up at four o'clock and say, nope, you're going to drift back off to sleep for another hour. Now let's do some deep breathing until, mm-hmm. until you fall asleep, right? And so we have to get command, if you will, of some of our reactions that cause the stress, mm-hmm. cause the need for us to go into this self-care mode um, by trying to take a little bit of control over what are those areas that that may need it in a in the family setting it could be the cooking it could be the the nighttime ritual of putting the kids to bed uh there's there's a favorite commercial (laughs) where the mom had these young kids and they were just jumping up on the couch and they were screaming and she put herself in timeout she went into her bedroom and said you are in timeout That commercial has stuck with me that I have to tell you, one night last week at 7.30, I went to bed. I said, you are in timeout. 
because <laughs> I didn't want to hear my name called. I didn't want to hear somebody say Ma. I don't want to hear somebody say Charlotte. I didn't want to hear anything. I said, "You are going to you're going to go to bed, putting yourself in timeout, <laughs> myself in timeout." Now, tell me about that. Is that what it's like? Is that what's needed as a mother? I mean, you've got this teenage daughter around you all the time right now. <laughs> oh, wow! You know, you know. Uh, when I when I first got married, you know, um, my, my my older children were teenagers, and I would just look at them, and I'm like, "Wow, you're giving your mom and dad a really hard time." <laughs> I just couldn't understand it. <laughs> Fast forward, now I'm in the throes of it, mm-hmm. right? And it, you know, you have to because as a as a mom, you're constantly going, 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 going from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, right? You're caring. To your earlier point, you're caring for other people. Right. And then you got the spouse. Right. Then you got the parents. You're all you're always in a caring mode. You have to really have to be intentional and be thoughtful and say, OK, I got to get myself. Can I give myself five minutes? Can I give myself 10 minutes? Can I delegate? Can mm-hmm. I not take this on? Is this a fight that I really want to take on right now? Do I have the energy for it? And so it's this constant challenging your your perspective to make sure that you can give you give yourself what you need. Mm, beautiful and not always easy. To, no, no, it's not I, balanced. It's not balanced. And I I find one of the uh, signs of needing self care, needing a timeout, is um, is that reactionariness. You know, is yeah. being reaction based rather than responding, rather than choosing your mood for the day, rather mm-hmm. than saying, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, you can actually choose how you want to perceive your day and how you want to respond to the stressors that get thrown at you. You know, I used to have a job where I would get some emails that were in all caps red font, you know, and somebody would be yelling at me saying, get this done, get this done. And my whole body would tense up. And then I started practicing. That is the best boot camp for self-care and and learning how to, you know, de-traumatize your body is, can I be relaxed in the presence of this so-called threat? You know what I mean? Because what is it really? It's red dots on a screen and a tone of voice that I'm interpreting as a yell, but that's just my story about it. That's my reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not responding from a place of receptivity or breathing through it. Like you said, getting in touch with my breath through it. So I would practice literally relaxing my bum into my chair, relaxing my back into my chair and dropping my breath and saying, it's not the story I'm making it, you know, can right. I, feel feel my body in the presence of this threat and not just brace brace for impact you know right and you know you know science is now catching neuroscience is catching up right and we're catching up with well actually we're catching up with neuroscience because neuroscience says that you know you can really start getting in touch and and redirecting your reaction by simply pausing 
getting present with your body. There's so much information our body holds, right? And you're right. It's it's our perspective. You get an email or someone just instant message you. I need to talk to you right now, right? And it, you can just go to zero from zero to sixty in a matter of few seconds and take a negative approach to it, right? And react to them in a way that you probably wouldn't if you if you just sat back and said, "Okay, they're having an emergency. I'm not going to make their emergency mine right now. So let mm-hmm. me just let me just stay in a calm space. So when I feel that energy coming, when I feel all that hitting me, I can." react in a clear manner. Right. 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 And then when I get too reactionary, I know it's either I'm tired, I'm hungry, <laughs> I'm hangry, something, you know, go take a shower, go for a walk, something. Right. Or it's a trigger. It's a trigger, emotional mm-hmm. trigger that you, you know, you're not, you're not caught, you know, cognizant of. Right. And also too, I think too, to your point around this whole notion of getting into our bodies, you know, feeling our bodies, getting in tune with it, you'll start noticing. So I, I practice this and you probably practice this with your clients. I always ask them, where, where are you noticing it in your body? Yes. Oh man, I am, I am burning, I am burning hot right now. I'm sweating right now. Okay. Where, where, what else? Where else are you feeling? My heart rate is up. Okay. So let's do some deep breathing right now. Right. Let's Let's shift that. Let's shift that because that's that's damage that people are doing to their bodies. Right. Right. We're doing it to ourselves. We are our own threat most of the time. Right. And so we're doing that. We're, we're being that way in our families. We're being that way at work, mm-hmm. all in service to our jobs, all in service. These are not we're not feeling this way because we don't have good intentions to do our best. Right. But it is how we respond to it. So I'm bringing this into my practice with my clients, especially when they have meetings. You know, I said, okay, let's visualize yourself in that room. What does the room look like? Where are people sitting, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, what are you saying? How are you feeling? Are your palms sweating, right? Are you in control? Are you confident, right? And there's something about that. And I see that, I I, I liken that to self-care because now you're going in there not feeling like, you have to respond, if you will, to what's happening. You're sort of kind of coming in, you know, with confidence, with assertiveness, with some level of knowing that you can project in a way that doesn't feel like you're going to be just responding to all the, I call them arrows, (laughs) you know, the verbal arrows that come either from family members or come from people at work. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like rooting into your own power, you know, yes. and getting in touch with that and taking up your own space. You know, it's really amazing how I see bodies when they're getting acupuncture, how many people are. Um, it's almost like they're taking up half their body. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost like they're um, we shrink when we are nervous or worried or fearful or um you know, in this state of reactivity where it's almost like, it's like, it's really hard for me to describe, but when I ask somebody to, um, let's say they're laying on the table and before I put needles in, if they're not taking up their full space in the room, 
I'll say, you know, please take a deep breath. Can you feel your shoulders on the table? Can you feel where your feet hit the table, you know? And their body visually just sinks and spreads and flops out or drops, you know, their wrists or their elbows or their knees will visibly relax onto the table. And sometimes it can be entire inches that they weren't taking up of the table, you know, just trying to shrink. Yes. And, and it's like, we walk through that, walk through the day like that. You know what I mean? It's like, we get in the car and we're braced. We walk through the grocery store and it's like, we're, we just got to stay as far away from people as possible. (laughs) And so now it's like, we have to actively fill our own skin up, you know, and really take up our own space in our chairs. You know, how many times do we sit weird in our chair, sit forward, sit half on our chair, sit, you know, instead of fully spreading out and taking up as many chairs as you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I right now I, I'm actually sitting forward <laughs> on my tippy toes. So I'm really not taking up a lot of space here in this chair. <laughs> and, you know, we can do this with our children, right? You know, we talk about family self-care, you know, when I'm noticing my daughter's stress level is out the roof, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go interrupt and I'll, you know, she says, mommy, I'm not one of your clients. I said, I'm not coaching you. I just have learned to ask good questions. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said, how are you feeling right now? Describe it in your body. Right. I'm just tired. I'm fatigued. I said, okay, so let's do something to just energize you. So we can do these things with our kids, right? They may not know the concept of self-care, mm-hmm. right? But we can help them, you know, take care of themselves and get in touch with their own signals that their body is sending. And I said, you know what that is? Your body is telling you it's time for you to go to sleep. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love it. And that's you got a fussy always- child. Yeah. And that's not always like a fun conversation or a, or an easygoing one, or, you know, there might be some worry about, oh, how are they going to see me? Or there's some times when we have to take care of each other. That is not coddling. You know what I mean? Right. And right. we, direct, very we have to put direct. each other in our place, you know, like even sometimes my husband, he's like, you need to take a nap or you need a snack. <laughs> something you know what I mean like because they know us right they know how if we're in character out of character you know and and that's that that's the family self-care program that I think we have without even knowing it right when they can just tell us like yesterday it was like you're gonna go for a ride with me I don't need to go for a ride you know how many other things I have but guess what that love language is quality time. So you know what I did? I packed up all my papers. I said, okay, yeah, we. I mean, two hours? Okay, all right. You gotta drive first, right? Because that self-care for me was, I wanna still be here with you, but I also have things that I gotta get done, mm. right? Again, establishing those boundaries so that you feel like you can be present. Now, you know, I did my work and then, we talked, you know, the rest of the ride, but it, it, it helped me to, to I, I guess you helped me so much to really see that, you know, it's okay that I live with two introverts and accept the differences that we all have 
And you were right. They did thank me. They said, no, we like your energy. We like when you come in. Mm-hmm. We like when you, you know, you, you, you blurt out, a, you know, blurt out a song or you, you want to do something. And, it, you know, that, that brought my energy level back up to hear those words, just to hear them. Mm. But I knew, too, OK, but I have to have some boundaries. I can't do this all the time to them because it will drain me <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's going to fill me up, right? And so we should challenge our we should challenge our audience to really be reflective and introspective and observant of their family and mm-hmm. see how they are taking care of them from a self care perspective, and and what do they need to do to maybe change things up so that no one is left depleted feeling all the time. Yes, I love that. Notice who's around you. And, you know, we can pick up on things. And if somebody's feeling down or looking down, it's like, oh, can I contribute? Can I help in their self care? Can I lighten the load? Can I give them an acknowledgement? Can I do something to help so that they can get their own self care? Yes. And so you helped me understand that we're, we're in the darkest part of the year mm-hmm. and I still can't, I still get sleepy at 530 when it's dark. <laughs> Good. And so I told, I told my family, hey, you got to help me stay up at least till nine or ten. <laughs> but don't ask me anything hard or difficult. <laughs> so I'm just going to be a, a zombie. Um, and so it, it could be it's giving me that simple. And so we, we want you all to really manage your, yourself, but also manage the ones who are dear to you, who are in your life. Um, take note of it, right? And feed it and watch the, the change and the shift in the family dynamic and the energy. You know, our kids may, our teenagers may seem like they don't want to be bothered with us, but they, they know that we will take care of them. They just don't want to ask for it anymore, but they like it when we do. Love it. And and acknowledging yourself for making it through this year and how far you've oh. come, you know? It's like yes. some things that you may not realize have been self-care have and, and have gotten you to this day. So, you know, self-acknowledgement is a think like it's okay self-compassion you you made it this far good job you know you put yes. yourself to bed on time <laughs> pat yourself on the back and say you know what you you were resilient you mm-hmm. were not a quitter you were a fighter right you were caring you were compassionate you were empathetic mm-hmm. to others and their needs and boy we got a couple more weeks in this year joy but we're going to make it through gonna make it through we're gonna make it through so i thank you to be part of my self-care posse <laughs> oh i love it I, I tell everyone about joy i have renamed joy although joy is a licensed acupuncturist and feng shui expert and birth chart expert she's also an acutherapist <laughs> you're gonna leave her office feeling like you have had a therapy session an acupuncture session you're going to leave there differently because what I like about Joy and why I've been drawn to Joy's practice is that she cares for the whole person. Mm. And for that, I am grateful, Joy. 
Thank you. And I feel that. And you know, the resonance is because you do the same with your clients. That's how you view the world is seeing the whole, you know what I mean? And so I think that's why you get the medicine, why you receive it is because you see the world that way, you know, like the whole is, is really important to treat even when it comes to career. And so it's, this is such like a beautiful combination. So I'm thankful to you. Yes. And so we thank you for listening in this session. And guess what? We got some great news. Mm-hmm. We now have an Instagram site at the homework pod. So we're going to be out there soon. Also, too, you can we're streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share and leave a five star review. So Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Homework homework Show. So let's do some homework together. Until next time, Joy, I can't wait for our next topic. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. We got to get ready for 2021. So join us on our next episode where we talk about how you could get ready for 2021. We'll see you soon. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.